Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I'm Renee Coman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Mm, this is good booze. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I haven't, haven't, had a, haven't had a drink in a couple of days, man. Boy, really, it, it well, does, I does feel good. I haven't had a drink in a couple of hours. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you were thirsty. Extra yeah, thirsty. Yeah, very thirsty. You know, Renee, I could destroy this show in two seconds. Okay. I just want you to know that. Sure, sure. No, but, I, um, no I feel the... Uh, I feel the <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't stop me. I'm, I'm walking on eggshells, man. Yeah. Um, what's happening with you? Well, just got together with the family the other day. Um, Never a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the well, brothers and the sisters. Brothers and the, the sisters. The, the, I had an aunt, my aunt Vanna, from uh, out of town. So we all had to congregate at my mother's house to, uh, you know, to visit with Aunt Vanna. We love her. She's, you know, she's a uh, mother of all my... She's going to leave you money? Uh, no, I'm sure she does. She's uh, not. So but, you don't uh, love her that much. She's she's always been very sweet to me. She's very very kind person and lovable person. So we're all there visiting Aunt Vanna, and uh, a couple of things, a um, couple of observations because we have Thanksgiving right around the corner here, mm, and yes. uh, you know they say when you get together with the family that you know you're not supposed to talk about politics or anything controversial or right? religion. Religion, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. now I have a question in in these uh, like. Weimar Republic times, you know, it's like uh, many parallels to uh, 1930s Germany. You know, like, yeah. at what point do, do it, 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 does it become impolite to mention uh, that, you know, things are going on that, that maybe uh, that upset you. could be concerning? You know, do you wait till your neighbors are getting put on boxcars and then it's, <laughs> then it, then it's okay to, to say something? Or is, is that Im, Im, impolite at that point, you know? Well, you know... You, it's up to the end of you know. Just say what you want to say, man. If you upset people, you know. Right. What, what was that? Uh, who said that? Uh, Voltaire. No, not Voltaire. Was it Voltaire? Somebody. Some guy said, you know, uh, I might disagree with you, but I'll I'll fight for the right for you to say it. Sure. Sure. I think that was Voltaire. Yeah. Sounds 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 reasonable enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Camaro. I don't know. Okay. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Voltaire some, or Camaro. Some founding father. Or so yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. So what happened? So you were well, at a, so, you were so, at this gathering uh, yeah, and you I, wanted to say uh, something. Yeah, well, yeah, I just I to I, your aunt? I, I, no, 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 not to uh, my aunt, to, uh, but to to everyone else in my family who's who's <laughs> not in my immediate family. Okay, you know, it's like yeah. we're all going to pretend that this is all fine, right? That's right. what we're supposed to do. Yeah. This is all perfectly normal, and uh, you know, we really don't have an opinion about this. And and I'm looking at so it's like so now I I'm required to pretend sit in a room of people and act as if you didn't vote the way you did, you don't believe what you believe, and you wouldn't do it all again. Ouch, yeah. That's so a, that's, that's, what, that's the burden on me. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, well, then you know what? Fuck it, say what you want to say, you know? Well, I mean, I, how many, how many, I mean, how but many? But then they'd say, well, R Ray, you're, you're, just, uh, you're just, you know, making everybody upset. You're just uh, causing a lot of trouble here, you know? It's very, very, uh, you know. I don't know. You, but yeah. Well, but haven't haven't you been to family gatherings like Christmas, Thanksgiving, or some reunion or something for family? And there's always a fight. Someone breaks out in a fight, well, and it comes very close. And then someone has to calm somebody down, and then people leave. Well, we we never <laughs> used to have that, but we always used to talk about this stuff. We used to like in the the 
70s, the 80s, the well, 90s. It's, it's, we used to be able to talk about politics. We wouldn't all agree on politics, but we wouldn't be screaming and people wouldn't get their feelings hurt. And, you know, I mean, I do would... Do you think it has to do with, like, podcasts and social media and the gadgets that people are constantly being fed information, misinformation, fake news, as, as you know, our guy says, right. this guy, you know. So it, it, you think that we've become so, uh, uh, is it desensitized or sensitized? Sensitize uh-huh. to to um, uh, uh, that you can't say you can't hurt anyone's feelings. That's my biggest gripe for the past five years. It's like what, what you know feelings. You know what happened to like being able to just say a crude joke and and people just take it and it goes off their shoulder. Now you can't say anything, or now it should get written up. Like where I work, I work for a company right. where if I. And where I have to six, every six months, I have to watch a new tutorial on how to behave in the workplace. Well, you have to you have to watch it every six weeks because yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Chevrolet, yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> and it's always you know I get these emails from corporate saying it's overdue. You yeah, know? <laughs> you need a booster shot. Yeah, it's it's overdue kind of stuff. So it's I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think people they 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 they, they can't defend their positions. So they no. would rather not have to be confronted with their, the, the, the uh, offensiveness of their position. That's, you know, because I'd, I'd be perfectly willing to engage and, and I can back up all of my... my yeah, uh, see, they can't. Well, I know. So, so we so, don't get to talk about it. And, and, right. And we get to so pretend you're better that off. You know what's happening. the best thing to do is like... Stay home. No, well, you can okay. stay home <laughs> or just go... How about them saints? You know. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah that's um, so that's thing. what we do. No, that's what that's yeah, what we do. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do. That's what we do. That's what you have to do in, in today's day and age. Oh man, man it's man, frustrating. Man, man, man. See, it's very, see very I'm very you know even though uh, for a lot of the time I miss my family and my parents are gone, but I have siblings and stuff. But in many ways, I'm you know I'm I'm two thousand miles away from three of them, and I'm like fifteen hundred miles away from the other, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it works out fine for you. It works you. out really yeah. good for me. And I go to my in-laws, and that's where I have the best fun. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, that's you know, where I have the best fun. You know, fun. they say a man leaves his family and, and uh, clings to his wife's family. So that's... that's Who that's says what, that? I never uh, heard that th- before. I think, <laughs> come, I think it's <laughs> I from the Bible. I think it's oh, from really? the Bible. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah. well, listen... So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've never... Okay. It's like... Um, so, I... Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, le- I'm going out of town this weekend. Okay. So I had to go early vote. Right. I went to go because the election for uh, a governor of this state yes. is this Saturday. Kudos to you for exercising yeah. your, uh, your uh, and, uh, suffrage. So, you know, you always introduce me as the next mayor of New Orleans and stuff mm-hmm. like that because I'm a, I'm a, you know, I run for mayor and stuff. So I, w- I had to go down to City Hall this past, a few days ago, to early vote. And I'm in this place, this building, and I'm leaving it. And I, you know, I have to walk around these hallways and stuff. I'm thinking, this place is a dump, man. <laughs> City Hall here in New Orleans is a fucking dump, man. Yeah. It, it, it's like... Well, you see what's surrounding it. It's all kind of... It, it all fits in, you know. But I, I get your point. Go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so I'm walking through there, and I'm thinking to myself, I want to I have a job here at this place. I want to lead this city, but having an office here... Yeah, I, 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 I don't need this. I, I, I you know, I'll work from home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You can, yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. doing it. You know, satellite yeah. uh, offices. Yeah, and you know, uh, have the internet connection. You know, the yeah, T one uh, connection. But it was kind of cool early voting. Yeah. I got a, I got a, I voted early sticker. Yeah, that's nice. You know, they man. give you stickers, right? 
And I got an I voted early sticker. Nice. You know, it's Might be sweet. worth something, man. Might be worth something one day. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It, well, as opposed you, to the I'm other sticker that I have that my wife gave me, it says I came early. You know? <laughs> 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 Didn't know they had stickers yeah. for that. Yeah, huh? well. Okay. She's a graphic artist. You right, know? right, right. Well, there you go. You know, you get to make, yeah. make up your own yeah. little uh, party favors. Right. You know, so uh, anything else? I, I so it's been kind of a busy thing. You know, I'm going out of town. I'm right, kind of got to get stuff uh, tying up some loose ends. Yeah, loose ends, voting, mm-hmm. uh, burying the evidence, and right, stuff right, like right. That. But I did do something. Okay, um, that's a lot of fun to do. Okay, I already I last this past weekend I bought our Christmas tree for my family. Wow, I bought it already. Wow, because I figure. By Christmas Day, it'll be dead, uh-huh. and that's what I want. Okay. <laughs> You're trying I, to front load the, yeah, uh, the whole experience. Yeah, so I, just, yeah I want it dead and get out, out, of there, the out of there by the 26th. Okay, I like it. I like <laughs> you it, know, so It's planning for, To the nation out there, it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's like showering in the dark, uh-huh. shaving in the dark. Right. Um, get a Christmas tree now. Yeah. And, you know, and watch it die by Christmas Day. <laughs> now, do you leave it out in the yard for most of this time? Just no, watch, it's watch. in the house. Oh, oh, you already got it in the yeah, house. Yeah, it's in the house. No. And I got the heat. It's, it's cold right now, so I got the heat on right. blasting. And we're not feeding it any water. So the, the, all the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the needles are going to drop in any yeah, moment any now. Any second. Yeah, yeah any second. <laughs> well, not any. I just got it. So right, right, right. By, like, December 5th, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's going to be... Thin and out by uh, Pearl Harbor Day, right? <laughs> it'll right. be you know, it'll be like the Japs bombing Pearl Harbor. Okay, all you right. Know, the needles will be falling like they were on Pearl Harbor. Okay, you know. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Let's. We have a really good guest. Yes, tonight. we do. Yes, we do. He's he's uh, somebody just kind of kind of ran across. We've we we worked together in the uh, the late '80s and early '90s. And then we kind of fell out of touch, but I, I could always see him. He was he was right there at, at arm's length, and he's he's been steadily working along. He's uh, he's a student of anthropology. He's he became enamored with uh, with uh, Brazilian culture and music. He's a musician, and and that's how he and I work together in, in music. But uh, he's continued to do that. He's back in New Orleans now and uh, playing around town. So uh, without further ado, Mr. Blake Amos. Welcome, Blake. Hey, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Not too much, man. Good to be here. You, man. Good. To, I, 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 when I saw you tonight, when we met for this, I haven't laid eyes on you in person in maybe over 10 years or so, like maybe since you went to, to New York. It's been a long time. Uh, Keep that mic right up to your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what we like. Mm, I like this mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been a while. I'm, I'm, I'm always coming and going. I don't sit still. Right on. And you know, I'm from New Orleans, but I've been left multiple times. And uh, you know, you and I go back a long way, man. Yeah. You know, you, uh, <clears throat> you said something to me one time. Here we go. That was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was minimal. Right. But uh, I think we were hanging out maybe with with, with Chris Lackanac. Okay. And you were wearing a wig that day. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Anyway. Don't remember that, but okay. I, 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 the details okay. are blurred. I don't know if this was the same day or not, but one time you're like, hey, you know, you want to take a chick to a place, a romantic place, go to feelings. Okay. You said that, you know, and it was just like, yeah, whatever. And I used to pass that place on the way to Piety Street, like I was telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you lived down my there. my buddy's yeah, place. Yeah. So I knew where that was. Feelings turned out to be like a big place in my life, man. 
I got married at feelings. No kidding. Yeah. So did I. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I also worked at feelings. I, I played in, what was this, 2014. I played the whole year of 2014. I played every Saturday night. Oh, nice. Solo there. And for a while, my family, my wife was working there. I was playing there. And my son was busting tables there. We were all three at feelings. Wow. Family operation. It was crazy. So feelings is kind of a. a and now spot they're for out me. of business. Right? Now it's gone. Now, yeah, they, they're on to like. <laughs> no, the I'm third not blaming owners. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after my last gig, they shut down. Um, no, it was, it, it, it was an operation for maybe 30 years, a long time, man. The yeah. same with the same owners. And uh, feelings Cafe Dunois was the uh, the, the full oh, name. The Dunois, never heard yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah. And uh, and we all because feelings we always thought oh, it's a terrible name you know but it was a great restaurant great food great uh, you know space they had there very romantic as I said you well know, yeah that's the, it I I heard I, heard, I, will, I went there once mm-hmm. I think but it was a place for it was a date place or yeah, uh, if you were gonna maybe propose kind of sure, place sure. that kind of place yeah you know I sent the soup back though I remember yeah, that that night yeah. when I was there yeah well it's you know not no one's perfect yeah you know? but uh, they, and now they, they're gone now they're gone. But so, so you wound up, so, so something I said wound up uh, bearing out to be true. And, uh, uh, yeah, I wound up taking you. my wife of now of 22 years, you know. Uh, we went there in the early days. Uh, when her parents came to town, I took them there. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, like I said, I wound up playing there. And actually, I just played not too long ago at the latest reincarnation of it, uh, which, which is was what, cool. Which is it? What is it now? It's called Crew. Oh, in that same space? Same space. Oh, okay. How was that place? Uh, it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's, they established a real reputation. Yes. Uh, in a kind of a New Orleans way and a classy way and a, you know, they also meant a lot to like the gay community too. Yeah. And so there was a lot of different, you know, things going on there. And, uh, but basically a real personable, good feeling place to be. Yeah, man. And now they're on. This is like the third ownership since mm-hmm. since the beginning, and nobody can really recreate or do anything just as good as. I mean, that's my opinion. You know, it's so funny. I I, I always think had this same thought about bands, and I guess it applies to restaurants. Is some. some especially with young kids this will happen they'll get together a group of guys and somehow it just really clicks and everything works and everybody's super into it and because they did it their first time around they think wow that's easy mm-hmm. i could do that i could do that again i could get rid of these these knuckleheads and and get with some guys that could really you know could like get some better guys and it could even be way more successful right. no that's that's a rookie thought just because it clicked that first time don't think this is easy don't think that band alchemy is uncomplicated it's very and same thing with like any kind of organization it's it's really like an organism organism you know where you have many moving parts and it's all got to be just balanced right to 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 really you know reach that next level and you know just because feelings was able to do it in that same space for 30 plus years doesn't mean somebody else can move in there and, and recreate that, man. No, it's, it's not easy at all. You know, uh, like you say, it's, it's a certain chemistry that goes on, you know, with bands. Uh, you know, I'm full of quotes of uh, Renee. Well, right so now. am I, so we don't need to go through all those. <laughs> all right, so you're from here. Yeah. And as Renee likes to always say, because I'm not from here, but so where did you go to high school? That's, That's a big thing. That's an important thing. question. Uh, I went to McMain. I went to Ben Franklin and McMain. Okay, so that's a big deal. Down Turns out here. you revealed to me tonight that you actually possibly f- 
recognize me from when we were at Ben Franklin together briefly. Yes. Yes. He was wearing a wig at that time? Yeah. <laughs> well, at that time, the day that I recognized him, no, he wasn't wearing a wig. <laughs> but uh, anyway. He had a jock strap over his head, probably, from <laughs> well, gym class. Well, that was normal. That was normal. <laughs> um, Just chilling with the wig and smoking cigarettes. You know, yes, was, yeah, the, the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I walked around. The first day I got to Franklin, I walked around, did a survey of all the kids hanging out. Saw the the uh, delinquents in the cigarettes in the smoking section. I didn't smoke cigarettes for a couple of years right. after hang out in the in the smoking section. But I saw those people. I was like, these are my fucking people right here. <laughs> these are where the degenerates. That smoking hang out. section. You know, I remember sitting in algebra class and looking out the window. This is like '79, and watching a guy pierce another guy's ear. <laughs> with a safety pin. You know, sure. punk was happening. Right, right. These and are fellow students? Fellow students? Yeah, yeah, oh, these okay. are students. And I'm sitting in math class and looking, and they're like up on the steps smoking cigarettes and piercing this guy's ear. And it's like, all right, man, wild times. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what's up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was high school. So, so you wind up uh, graduating from McMain. Yeah. Um, you know, which, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of other former guests have, have attended. So, and you, you lived in, what part of town did you live in then, just, just for, for reference points? Well, I started out in Gentilly. Oh, okay. Like near Dillard. Right on. And then we moved further and further east. And so I, you know, kind of wind up being like a suburban boy uh, uh-huh. from like East New Orleans, from like Crowder Road area. Okay. So you take the, uh, take the, the, uh, the was there a, a school bus that came in or you, you got I would take in? the Express. Oh, okay. Express the, the, 93. Right. Take the uh, public, t- public transportation. The 93, in. yeah. The 93. Right on. Right. Yeah, and come all the way uptown. Uh, you know, I did it one time before high school when I was going to school out in the east and the band uh, Chic oh, yeah. was going to be at Peaches, which was up in the river bend. The, right. They had a Peaches up there. Mm-hmm. And they were up there signing autographs. And, you know, that was one of my first school skipping, you know, experiences. Nice. Went all the way uptown from the east. Nice. And got <laughs> autographs Sheik. from Sheik. What Freak out. Name? Freak out, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Well, what's the... Nile Rogers. Nile, Nile Rogers, Rogers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah, Bernard Edwards, yeah. I mean, yeah, those they, guys. Uh, they wrote that song because they weren't let into Studio 54. Exactly, yeah. And it was actually uh, supposed to Fuck say, Off or something fuck like off. that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Da, yeah, 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 yeah. And it is like, all right, well, let's flip let's, it to something yeah, we can we'll, sell. We'll say it, yeah, something we can sell, exactly. <laughs> and that guy went on to just... He had a huge him. career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm yeah, sure yeah. he still has. I, mean, I don't know. If he yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, still yeah. rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's doing great rolling. things. So you went some. You get their autograph. Well, or? it was just to meet him. I didn't see. I did see a show. I saw him. Maybe I did even see that show too. Because I back when the early days of the dome and the cool jazz fest, mm-hmm. I did like some ushering and stuff oh, like okay. that. And uh, they were at one of. So that's so the one time I saw them. Were they an influence for you musically? Or yes, I would say like. Production-wise, you know, their music is very, it's got a very specific sound to it. Right. And, yeah, they're among, not the top, but, yeah, I was really into, like, P-Funk, mm-hmm. Earth, Wind & Fire, and really, I guess, Chic, at that time as a kid, that was kind of the third yeah, thing. Remember that Earth, Wind & Fire record that was popular, like the huge breakthrough record? It must have had, like... I don't know six radio hits right, or yeah, something. Right? Yeah, I know which one. Yeah. I know which one. Holy cow! Man. It had like <laughs> a, the a, pyramid on the cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. The, what and a all fucking this. record, man. Yeah, Jesus that, yeah. Christ! I forget, what was the name of that? I think it was Earth. Was well, that well that one that with the pyramid? That's all in all. 
Okay. okay. Is that the are one we I'm talking about a different one though? That uh, with, well, with earlier the- there's one where they're standing out in the mountains. That was kind of the first one that had uh, that had mighty mighty and it had like uh, devotion on. But it. like the one that had um, uh, September and, and, and fantasy. Oh, fantasy that, and that's, stuff that's that on, comes from all in all. All in all, yeah. Uh, that's that's, with that's the, the record. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's from a great era of of R and B music where they would have R and B. R&B horn section, R&B vocals, but they always had the rock guitar. Remember that? They yeah. had like the rock and roll guitar solo. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Serious very cool guitar couple, shit going couple on. couple of moments there. I mean, a couple of years that uh, that shit was going on in the uh, the 70s. It was yeah. Classic. Yeah, like man. the beginning of that, uh, what is that song? Uh, Shining Star. Right, yeah. And then they flip it into kind of a soul thing, but you're thinking it's like, you know, well, there was I don't a, know, there was Chuck f- Berry coming on. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to see P-Funk back in that day? In that day? I, I saw them quite a few times in the 80s. Yeah, I saw them. The first time I saw them was in New York. It was like the 20th anniversary of the, uh, of the mothership coming down. Okay. okay. When they were here at the municipal, and I was like 12... I thought I was going to sneak out. I was like, you know, Mom, I'm going to sleep at, at Mike's house, and I was going to go. <laughs> and you can and take the 93, right? Yeah. Take the 93. And I was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to take the 93 and get to the municipal. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, shit, what am I going to do at, like, you know, midnight, one in the morning mm-hmm. to get back and all of that? So I chickened out and didn't do it. Okay. You know, and okay. that's before I even realized or knew anything about, like, acid and the fact that the show would probably go on until five in the morning yeah. or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm, I you guess I'm glad I didn't. You might have been at the end of that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might I might have never road. went yeah, back yeah, home. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, I missed the real, that's what was happening when it was really, the well, mothership was Well, you know, I, every, every once in a while on this show, I, I do my Hollywood stories and I have a really good George Clinton Hollywood story. Oh, you want to jump into it right now? Um, well, it's, it's, it's uh, I you know I, uh, one of my good friends back in L.A. for quite a long time was uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, I played a lot of basketball with him. We you know he's got a book out now. I just heard yeah, it on the radio yeah. today. Yeah, and that title of his book is a song that I wrote. Really? Um, anyway, but anyway, fast forward. He uh, George Clinton produced one of their first records. Right, it right didn't right. do that great, but it, it, it did pretty well. Which is got when I first going. saw them. They were yeah, at like, yeah, Jimmy's. And, uh, and uh, he was in town doing recording in Hollywood, doing some recording. And I was with Flea, and we went. I said, George Clinton's in town. He's doing some recording, just some, I don't know what he's doing. So we went there, mm-hmm. and, you know, George is a partier. Sure. Big part. I don't know if he's a partier anymore, but back in the 80s, he was partying. Oh, yeah. And uh, went to this studio, and uh, we're hanging out, and he's playing us these demos that he's recording. He's playing this playback stuff. And man, this stuff sounds so fucking good, man. Yeah. It's like James Brown, P-Funk, everything all built into one. And yeah. these are just fucking demos he's playing us. Right. You know, It's like, this is great. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this little guy, little guy in a suit and a briefcase comes. And he goes... And he looks like a, a lawyer, an attorney, or some sort of an accountant. So it wasn't Hervé Villachez. No, it was no, it wasn't that small. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe a couple inches shorter okay. than me. Okay, all right. You know? Somewhere in between. Yeah, right. you know, he wasn't that small. He wasn't. You know, <laughs> okay. You know, he wasn't a lollipop kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he comes up and he's and and George just goes, puts the stop button on and goes, "See you guys later. I'll be right back." Okay. Goes back. Pressing business. Pressing business comes back the guy had a briefcase 
and comes back. The guy's gone without the briefcase. He leaves without. And George comes back, and he's like on fire, 100% energy. He's like, hey, guys, what's happening? We're going to rock this out. Flea, man. What's your name, Manny? Manny, listen to this. And he's like feeling, no, he's uh, he's going off, man. And I'm just looking at Flea, and I look at each other and go, hmm, I wonder what was in that suitcase. Vitamin pills. You know, some, it was, it was the, the P-Funk er- was in there. Yeah, yeah early yeah, yeah. rendition of Red Bull, I guess. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're you right. Know. Some combination of those But, those you know, Maggot Brain, to me, mm-hmm. that album just is top ten in my. Li- I love that record. It's fucking great. You know, I love I love the group, man. I yeah. love just there's so many now, moments. Now sometimes I saw them quite a, a few times live in the '80s, and there were some gigs where I was just like, you know, I, I'm not getting this at all. This is bad. They're well, not. They're well, not saying. But then again, he's at like 38 musicians. It, yeah, it had on so stage. many moving parts, you know, yeah. and there's so yeah. it's 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 impossible to predict those things from night to night. You know, you just throw the elements in there and you see what happens. Especially once you get to like. I guess the 80s already is kind of like second generation or the right. beginning of the yeah. second generation right. of it. I mean, it's still right. P-Funk and you got a lot of original people, but I think right. you're starting to cycle in a lot All of right, other so extra people. So back to you. Yes. Because yes. you're back exciting to me. Blake Amos. Mr. Yeah. Blake Amos. Uh, um, so name. when do you start doing your music thing here? Right out of high school or right during high school? Well, or? I uh, went to UNO for a little while and when I was 20... Yeah, I was studying anthropology, interested in other cultures and stuff, and, you know, sat in on a, a course in, uh, at UNO about, like, oh, you can do field work and watching this guy in the jungle, you know, adapting to the habits of, you know, whoever he was studying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was into Brazilian music, and boom, I said, you know what? I can do my own field work and go to Brazil. And I, I read about Brazil in, in a magazine. I mean, I was interested, but I saw this article, and this woman with dreadlocks, and I was like, what? dreadlocks brazil and you know and then the pictures of the city look like new orleans this was uh salvador which is like the, the original capital of brazil and i got a lot of colonial architecture and stuff so long story short i was 20 i went and i stayed for a year mm. and then basically when i came back uh, at 21 i pretty much kind of started having bands that's when you decided this is what i want to do i mean i had started into music before that but you know performing just little small things but i started actually putting bands together after that but during that time you learned to speak portuguese uh i did you know partly i really i was on a mission as far as the portuguese because i i i I left college and Mm -hmm. so i was kind of like well i'm gonna make sure i get something right you know uh so I really studied the Portuguese while I was there. I used to walk around with a notebook and a dictionary and, you know, we'd be drinking and everything and I still was like taking notes mm-hmm. and, you know, you're missing jokes and like, okay, what was that? What? Oh, so the horse came in and kissed <laughs> her butt. Oh, all right, butt. That's what that word is. Okay. You know, so for like six, eight months, I kept, I stayed for a year that first time, but for the first six or eight months, I always had like notes it's a beautiful so really, language. It has such a such a lyrical quality to it, man. There's almost uh, there's very few uh, hard sounds. It's a lot of uh, very soft uh, consonant sounds and very, you know. Yeah, it's kind of sing songy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. You know, French gets a lot of a lot of play as far as being a romantic and beautiful language, mm-hmm. which it is. But yes. I think Portuguese. I think so too. It beats it. Yeah, it yeah, beats yeah. it. It's just not as 
you know, marketed. Yeah, I think French. Uh, you okay. know, uh, it's all right. You know. It's oh, not it's, a competition, ultimately. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we like them all. Yeah, yeah. So did you meet any Nazis in Brazil? Okay, good question. <laughs> not knowingly. The boys not, knowingly not knowingly. None that yeah. identified themselves. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, go to Brazil and hide out. There's all kinds of people. Hmm. Uh, did you meet some of those, you think? People hiding out? Uh, Besides you. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I think a lot of them are, are more down in Rio, and I was spending more of my time up in, uh, in, in Salvador, like the New Orleans of, of Brazil, you know, right. the slow lifestyle, the, the food, a lot of the music originated That's from there. That's some beautiful women, though, huh? Beautiful women abound, yeah, everywhere yeah. you look, kind of. Yeah. Guys, too. <laughs> well, funny it's coming you from the guy that. from the voice who wears a wig. Sure, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I try to do what I can. Yeah. Well, I tell you, they make. I mean, they make some of the most, you know, beautiful transvestites. I would say. Okay. Well, I don't know. Just an observation. Own, to each his own. Though. Um, just an observation. Sure. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about that more. Um, so, did, did you actually hook up with any of these transvestites? Are, is, I didn't. You were, not I knowingly. Did. Once not again, knowingly. Not yeah, knowingly. knowingly yeah, answer, exactly. You know, like, I didn't. It's some just something you notice. It's just <laughs> like, wow, this is really convincing. It's like, it's something, you know, it's sort of the physiognomy or whatever the word sure. is. Sure. It kind of lends itself in a way. Right. So, okay. You know, I think right. there, I think some parts of Asia is the same way. But So, right, right. why do you leave a place like that? For a place like this. Well, I tell you, when I first, after I was there for a year, I made friends and everything, and you know, f- kind of fit in to whatever level. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to the state because I had a, a plane ticket for a, a year. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, well, I'm gonna go back to the states and make some money, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So I'll be back in like six months or whatever. Right. And you know, of course, life happens, and it was yeah. seven years before I made it back. Okay. But I left because it was like, well, I was just making minimum wage there. I was working in this uh, percussion shop. And minimum wage back then, this was 80, 85, 86, most of 86. It was like 40 bucks a month or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Now, what was Brazil? Was Brazil like a modern functioning economy at, at that time? or because you know, It was. It's I think the dictatorship had just ended actually right then, like in okay. 85, right, right, kind of right before I got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, Brazil is just a big functioning country. Uh, sure. Huge. And it's first world in a lot of ways, uh, but then it's third world in a lot of ways. Like some of the things we kind of maybe identify as third world in New, New Orleans are... Uh-huh. You know, kind of more pervasive across the whole country now, there, in but the 80s, yeah. but it's a big functioning. Yeah, it was right, just like a, another version of America. I mean, right. in a certain sense. But in uh-huh. the '80s, I remember because um, crack was big here in America, mm-hmm. crack. And I remember I saw this movie, a Brazilian film. I forget what it was called, um, but they had their own crack, and it was called pasti. Do you remember any of that? It was mm. like paste, and the kids were sniffing it through their socks. They would roll these gym socks huh, up. Okay. And they were and it became a huge epidemic in Brazil. Hmm. It was called yeah. pasty. That, that's pasty. Past, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. I think yeah. I think glue was big. Well yeah, glue's always been big. Rags and bags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but like in my experience I wasn't really aware of like what the that kind of epidemic was. I know when I got back to the States in like eighty seven you know, crack. crack and all that. Yeah, I don't remember seeing or knowing about anything like that going on. There uh, okay, then. You, you spent a fair amount of time, like uh, in the favela culture, or or not not in it, but but uh, like 
I'm, I'm getting to a lot of the music that, that you came back to the States that I got exposed, that, that you were into when I was playing with you, uh-huh. was not um, like bossa nova uh, so much. It was more folkloric stuff, more of the, the music of the favela. And, and is that, am I off base or uh, you talk uh, about that? I would say it's a mix. Um, some of what I was into, I would say, was like uh, what you call the bloco music, the big drum groups. Mm-hmm. And the bloco, or actually the Afro blocos in, in Bahia, mm-hmm. are a little different from the, the, the big carnival drum groups in Rio, right? which have the costumes and... and samba school type what stuff. What they call samba and hedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bloco groups are, I don't know, it's a more rootsy yeah. version of, the sam- of basically the samba rhythm. Uh-huh. And it's also where uh, they developed a style called samba reggae. Okay. And where one of the drums is kind of playing the skank part, the guitar part. Yeah. Clack it, clack it, clack it, do good, do good, do. Clack it. So clack what it. do you play? So I I played percussion and guitar. Okay. And I sing. Okay. And I reached a point, you know, after years, I decided, well, I can't be good at everything. I'm going to leave the percussion and focus on guitar. So I'm a, I'm a singer songwriter. I play guitar and sing. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, you know, and I got to. Percussive history. <laughs> so no Baron Bow anymore. You don't. You don't pull it out. It's it's mostly sitting on the wall. I know we we did some interesting things. I was at one point like we recorded uh, for some cable show one time. Uh, I was playing Baron Bow. We played satisfa- I played Satisfaction on the Baron Bow. So a Baron Bow. We describe to what what that instrument is to like our to audience our at audience home. out yeah. at home. So the Baron Bow. It's like a bow. It's like a bow. It's a it's a a, a long like wooden a stick bow and arrow bow with a with a, a a wire tied to it. So you got the bow bent into an arc, and then from one end to the uh, other of the bow is a is a wire piano wire or a wire that comes from a tire, and it's tightened. And then at the bottom is a gourd, that's a dried out gourd. And with it's a string going through the, it, and it's attached. The, it's attached to the bow part, right? It's it's the gourd is touching the stick, and then there's a string on the gourd that's touching the wire. Okay. And so then you hold it and you hit it with another tiny stick, and then you hold a coin in your hand, and so you get kind of a going, 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 You know, it's a real mystical. It kind of sends you in a sort of sitar direction. Right. Is it a quarter or like a penny? What kind of coin? It's uh, a big. Do- it's bigger than a, a quarter. A silver dollar or something like that? Maybe it would be the smallest thing you'd want to use, like a silver dollar. It's usually some other kind of piece of metal that's not a coin at all, but it's oh, like okay. bigger. Or you could use a stone also, actually. Okay. You can use like a flat that's cool. stone. That's really cool kind of mystical instrument that is accompanies the uh, capoeira, the, the Brazilian martial art, which is a whole nother okay, yeah. deal. That's, yeah. you know, just a beautiful art form. Yeah, there's so much to get into. I got into that. You know, I had to eventually say, yeah, I can't. I'm not going to be a capoeirista. Right, right. Because, sure. you know, if you're going to be good at that, then that's what you do. Right. And you train all day to walk on your hands and, and you know, do all that stuff. But and you did some of that? I did some of that. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I... I tell you, man, you I really... You dove in with both feet. You I were, dove in. Yeah, yeah. And really... Both I, hands. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, he's yeah. doing backflips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time, I, I really didn't look back. Yeah. You know, I kind of... You know, you get, you know, uh, infatuated with something. Mm-hmm. And this happens. I see it now. It, a lot of different people, you know, you get your Brazilla fights or whatever that kind of get into it and you learn the language and then it's like, yeah, we're, we're Brazilian, you know, and, and love it. And, and there's a lot to be into. But for me personally, I reached a point 
where it's like, okay, at the end of the day, I'm not Brazilian. Who is Blake? Who is Blake? Right. You know, and it's there's a huge influence, but at the same time, I'm from New Orleans. I'm from, you know, grew up hearing the meters and all kind of all our music here on the radio. Right. And love a lot of other stuff, you know. Sure. And so me is a, is a, you know, a, a specific combination of all those things, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's been a journey because once I kind of get my name established with, oh, Blake, he does Brazilian music. He's he sounds just like the Brazilians and stuff like that. It's great and I love it. And I'm still inspired by it. Yeah. But I have to make a point of like, well, here's you know the songs that I wrote, and here's you know what what it is that I'm really right want to be remembered for because I mean there's plenty of Brazilians to be sure. Brazilian. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> they don't right. need me. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and 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 what what really feels authentic to you? What feels genuine? To your soul. That's, that's what you're trying to... Uh, we're all trying to be the best version of ourselves or the exactly. most authentic version of ourselves. Exactly. Even though, you know, sometimes, you know, you can, you can I don't know, get the low-hanging fruit or I don't know what to call it, but it's like, yeah, people love it. I could just go that route. Mm-hmm. Say, all right, I'm just, yeah, I'm that guy that does Brazilian music and people love it. People that are into that right. love right. it. But it's like it's never, you know, it's never fully, you know, authentic. It doesn't like fully resonate with All right, you, so right. you come back... Do you, uh, Manny, what do you, what? I hate to cut you off, but I'm just looking at our drinks here. And, uh, You're thirsty, Renee? I'm a thirsty guy. <laughs> You're thirsty. I'm looking, at the, looking yeah. at the clock, too, the old oh, clock okay. on the wall. All so. right, well, we'll take, we're going to take our first break. Our, our Sounds own, good. And, yeah. uh, I'm going to finish this up and round, catch up with you we'll guys. We'll get another round. Then. you got to catch up, man. Yeah, yeah. you got to catch up. We'll be right it. back. And uh, CQ2. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Back in the ring room, back yeah. with uh, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I'm Renee Coleman, back with Mr. Blake Amos. Payow. Well, okay. Second round is yeah, always yeah, yeah. the better round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, so? had, I've had uh, um, uh, fans, uh, the nation will, will often comment how uh, when we come back from the break, it's, it's, uh, it's more lubricated and <laughs> the, the, fun, the fun really starts. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, Manny, you, uh, you had a point. Well, I wanted to ask you something because you, you know, so who, uh, you know, uh, uh, Carnival in Brazil. Yeah. Carnival. Carnival. I mean, who does it <laughs> better, you know? I mean, uh, you All know. Right. They New go pretty Orleans, hard down there. New Orleans, you know, claims they do it. And they do it good, but I think it's it too good, long. But I, I think I, it's I got, way got, too long. I got an answer for you. All right. What? The answer is... Brazil does it better. And I'll tell you why. And it's oh, not yeah. something Please we can't achieve. Oh, right. okay. We could actually match them on whatever level. Okay. The fact is, they focus more on music. Yes. Oh. So when you're watching the parade, you know, God bless the floats and the beads and stuff. But obviously, everybody gets excited when the high school bands and stuff right. pass by at right. our parades, yes. right? Yeah. So in Brazil, you got floats with bands on top, and then you got uh, different types of marching bands. So pretty much everything that's coming by is some kind of music. Right. And so you're just dancing and jumping, and then the next thing comes. And so that energy of you jumping around and dancing, it just gets yeah. higher right. and higher and higher because it's all music. Right, yeah. And that it makes a big difference it's, to me. Yeah, well, I totally agree with that. But my whole thing is, don't, isn't it like only like a few days? Because here they do it like for four weeks or something. It seems like a month of parade. drag it out, yeah, They yeah. just drag well, it out for way too long. Well, what, what happened in, uh, in Bahia, where I was, is that they are practicing for carnival. So it's, you know, a good, good 
good bit of time before it's actually Carnival Day uh-huh. where you go into the rehearsals. So Carnival now season, it's, it's the season. Right, they're getting right. ready. So you go to their little rehearsal space and they're just rocking out and you're just over there dancing and jamming with them. The re- for when hours. you say the rehearsal is their space, is that like a boulevard or a street or? Well, the one that I'm in my mind, it's like a this huge courtyard oh, okay. because they're a big band. There's like you know yeah. 50 people in the band, the drum groups, the the blocos, like yeah. I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, and then room for the crowd. And yeah, you're just there, you're buying drinks, and everybody's just dancing, and it's just going right. on for hours. And, that's a dress and that goes on yeah. weekly. Okay. Leading to. To the and so, oh, you know, the Olodum thing is on Thursday night. Oh, on Friday night, you can go and see Ileaye, and they're at another space. Uh-huh. And it's just basically, you're just so partying. All these plazas and... Uh, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. basically different kind of is plazas and stuff like that. Is there a lot of pasty there? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's the official answer, but the real I mean, answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, you there know, is. I wasn't invited. I don't know. Well, you weren't looking, you know. It's you know, the there's a lot of things that go on. You know, you, you got to be kind of on, on the inside track. See, because yeah, my be whole looking. thing is, if you want to do it right here yeah. in New Orleans, is forget about spreading it out over like three, four weeks and, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Just have it run twenty four seven for like a week straight. You know that's you know if you really okay. want to do it right, just have it Shit. run twenty four. Have parades rolling at four o'clock in the morning. Wow! You know, okay. And just keep it going twenty four seven because that does sound be, more Brazilian. That'd yeah, more I think than so. What we're doing now, yeah, 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 yeah. because but, to have these like oh, it's the you know then they they have this in you know in January they have these parades and then they have this for and it's just too much. And it's you won't have to be fucking with the traffic over and over again for yeah, all of those times. Exactly. Right? Just right. have a twenty. That way you could like especially for a tourist. Tourist comes in like you know day three, and he gets off his plane at four o'clock in the morning. There's a parade rolling. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no, I can see it. I, I see the appeal. Now, and d- they also, in Brazil, they have like uh, song contests or song music competitions. Like people create original music for each carnival season. Which is something else, yeah. I mean, I think my awareness of that is more in Rio. There's more of like a, okay. a, a, a contest going Ade, on. The, 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 uh, the uh, proprietor from Cafe Brazil always yeah. talked about that that was missing from the New Orleans yeah. carnival is, is that uh, the and same thing you're talking about, the music focus, but also that you know, they, they had these music competitions down yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, when I remember feeling that way, I, I stopped thinking about it now because it never happened, but I, I used to wish that was going on here too because as much as I love our classic songs, it's like here we are and we're still listening to those same handful of songs, right? which is great. We could still listen to those, but why wouldn't there be, you know... Now, the fact that I just brought up, uh, you know, Carnival and... Uh, and Ade, it reminded me of this girl, Angela. Do you remember Angela from the, the, the I think she was Brazilian? Yeah, she sang with me for a while. I mean, yes. she did her own thing, but yes, she sang yes. with me too, yeah. Lovely girl. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody ever, that ever talked about Angela got the same wistful uh, <laughs> look in their eye. Ah, <laughs> uh, Angela. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to Angela, man? Uh, she yeah, went. To, know, she man. got hooked on pasty, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was a no, lovely people were hooked on her. So now, right, so you're, pasty, you're back yeah. here and you start playing music on your and and then you start playing gigs. Are you yeah. touring around the country? Are you just playing gigs? And you're recording music. You're making records. Tell us about that. Blake in the left ear. 
The left ear, yes. yes. The left ear, yeah. I, uh, the beginnings of Frenchman Street and, and the seeds of, I was listening to some of you guys' other shows and like the seeds of the Mermaid Lounge too, uh, mm-hmm. which back in the day when they first started, when uh, Brandon and them started something, they had The Economy. Which yeah. was in the warehouse district. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so the two places that I kind of started kicking off my thing were like Frenchman Street when Cafe Brazil was kind of the, the big thing going on there. The only thing other than Snug Harbor right. way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I was playing with the band and... And the Economy Cafe in the warehouse district. Right. Exactly. And uh, doing, you know, original stuff, fusing, you know... Uh, Brazilian influence with all kind of stuff. So you're playing with the bands? Mostly with bands, yeah. Putting together different bands and, uh, you know, under that name, Blake in the Left Ear. And, you know, trying to expose, you know, some of Brazil's popular music along with, you know, just different ideas and stuff I had. Uh, And I did that for a long time. Got into, uh, you know, that's when Renee and I worked together, I guess, kind of from the late 80s through early 90s. Some different incarnations of that that thing uh had a lot of fun doing that and and had a lot of fun with those early days of frenchman street which was kind of a bohemian you know local paradise <laughs> yeah, it was wide open spaces and, and you know only the people that knew to go down there would go down there you know people yeah. that were, were there wanted to be there they were looking for something interesting you exactly know? yeah that's where my my friendship with so john Boutet was born Blake right there in the left ear because I had a band called Manny and His Left Testicle. <laughs> so well, I'm not going to ask about that. By, uh, <laughs> uh, it's self-explanatory. I think. Yeah, really. I mean, what, yeah, yeah. obviously. What more do you need to say? What I used to say <clears throat> was the left ear was that, you know, the left brain, right brain thing. And sort of the right brain controls the left side of the body. And so the music's going into that kind of creative side of your brain okay. through the left ear. And are you left or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay. But he's using his left ear. Right. Okay. Much like Lefty, who y'all were talking to earlier. That's the who, other one I listen to. Who is also not left-handed. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Some people call me left ear, you know, still today. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I okay. was doing that. Uh, I got into a wave somewhere in there of uh, performance art. And I did, hmm. uh, I toured with that. Uh, as a solo sort of multimedia performance and uh, the 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 peak of that was i was kind of you know influenced by like laurie anderson and that sort of stuff that was happening then and i had a show called am i a monkey and we did a a tour of uh kind of the south we did la dallas new orleans and atlanta Hmm. uh with with three other performance artists and that was a multimedia show where i I did like i had i was kind of painted as a monkey and I spoke and talked about a lot of different things and played some guitar and did that some political capoeira. Or was it just, uh, um well, it, it touched on, you know, some racial themes, okay. uh, you know, calling black people monkeys. You know, that's that's. That's common knowledge, it's very, right? It's, it's very, I don't know. We don't, can't, can't really do that anymore. Like, I don't know. Well, that was the thing. I mean, I, that was what I was saying. Can yeah. we do it now or do no, we? And, you I don't know, think so. I don't know. No, no, I get it. No, I'm just teasing you. Capoeira, you know, right. there's a, a certain sort of thing of like moving like a monkey. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, okay. a, it's sort of a theme in there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was, you know, interweaving a lot of different things with that and uh, did it at the CAC here in, in New Orleans. Nice. And uh, that was that was a you know kind of one of my peak uh, experiences. So yeah, that was great. 
And then... So then at some point you go to New York. Was that like on the heels of that somehow? Uh, you know, did you, did your, like your Laurie Anderson phase uh, um, coincide with you thinking, well, I need to broaden my horizons and go see what uh, New York uh, has to offer well, for another, Or was it a woman? Okay. Good well, call, man. <laughs> <laughs> there was a woman involved. There was a woman involved. Good point. But uh, I just know I, 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 you know, you I know got man. It. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. But really, a couple of things happened. Something, another peak in my sort of artistic, you know, story happened. Mm-hmm. I got a Fulbright to go back to Brazil. So oh, this no is shit. seven years later. How'd that happen? Well, I was uh, out of obscurity. <laughs> I uh, found out that you know Fulbright fellowships could be offered for artists, mm-hmm. and so. Through performance art, I proposed that I would create a, a, a show for the public school kids in New Orleans, okay. explaining how Salvador Bahia in Brazil, the port city, a city where a lot of music and food is born that, that spread out through Brazil, is parallel to New Orleans. And so I'm going to go to Brazil and research this so I can come back and perform it for New Orleans kids mm-hmm. and sort of explain sort of, you know, African diaspora. It's a story that could be applied to, you know, the Caribbean, you know, Cuba, right. a lot of places. There was right. Indians there, Europeans brought Africans, culture mixed, right. and boom, we got and this, this flavor of that over and over and over again. This happened in all these places. Throughout the, the hemisphere. But yeah, Brazil yeah. and New Orleans are two huge, I mean, America are two huge countries. Right. And New Orleans and, and Salvador kind of, hold the same position I feel like in in those countries okay so I went and spent another year with my then my first wife and uh in in Brazil in Brazil okay and so I came we came back and then I was like you know what I don't want to stay in New Orleans right now let's go to New York Mm, okay and so we so what happens musically for you in New York in New York, uh, well, that was the first run. That was in the 90s. That was 93. Okay. Uh, which I felt like was kind of like the last bit of the New York that I was attracted to in the first place. Right. You know, the this, old school days when, when Alphabet City was really Alphabet City. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and well, now it's Disneyland. Yes, you know? exactly. 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 <laughs> it's all kind of shadows of, of what it once was. Well, see, yeah. I lived in New York in the, in the mid-80s, and it was still, for me, it was really cool because it was still taxi driver. It was Travis Bickle. Right, right. Roman, you know, like, <laughs> someday a real rain's going to come and wash this shit off the street. But then I came back, you know, I, I lived there for about a year. Uh-huh. I came back in, like, like five years later, and Giuliani... Giuliani time. Yeah. Yeah. He just... Well, that was when I was leaving. He was cleaning up everything. He cleaned it all up. Times Square. On, and he couldn't sneak on the subway. Yeah, he couldn't do it. Turns any. out that guy's made good, man. He's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him now. Who would have thought? Yeah, He's going to get indicted any day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything old is new again. He's got a talent for going from bad to worse, right? sure does. Anyway, going back to you. So, you know... Go ahead, go ahead. So, 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 uh, up there at that time, uh, well, what happened was actually, uh, you know, went up with my family, we divorced, so I kind of was dealing with a lot of that. Uh-huh. And musically, you know, I started writing a lot of stuff, but I wound up coming back. What neighborhood are you living in? What borough are you in? Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn, okay. I was right. in Brooklyn. I was in Fort Greene. Okay. I was right up the street from Spike Lee's uh, place. Okay. You know, Spike used to walk by my, my, my apartment. Uh, window. Did you heckle him? 
I no. didn't. You know, <laughs> no, I used to. You know, no, I love Spike Lee. No, I love him too. Uh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, Good Fort Greene in those days, that was kind of a, a a beautiful thing. I was glad to just see that. You know, a lot of just great art and the Fort Greene Park, great concerts and so stuff I would see there. So that influenced you musically, too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that was part of what I wanted to go to New York for. It was, you know, just a wide range of, uh, you know, things going on, different types of artists. and Yeah. And, uh, you know, loved it. Came back to New Orleans. And I would say kind of reached definitely one of my peaks musically as far as New Orleans and having a band. Blake Amos and Saudaji. Saudaji. Yes. Saudaji means... That's when you kind of had the rock band? Well, I had two bands at the same time okay, at that point. Okay, because I saw you during that time, and I hadn't seen you in years. And I was like, holy fuck, look at Blake has become a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess at the same time, the Miracle Pushers was running. Okay, maybe that's was what running. I saw. I was like, oh shit, man, yeah. And that had Mark Stone, uh, Mikey B. I don't know, you know Mikey B. Yeah, three. Yeah, 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 Mikey B. Three, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those guys were both in that band. And so I was d- doing that. I was trying to be George Clinton, you know, having Parliament and Funkadelic. Not really, bad. in my mind, I was really kind nice, of thinking man. along those see, lines. See, all those, those early influences <laughs> come back, man. That's, it's that's true. the thing. That's how it's it works, true. Man. So I had the rock band going, but Blake Amos and Saudaji, okay. which was sort of the Brazilian ver- roots thing, we had mm. the bass drum, the, had three percussionists, myself on guitar. Had an electric guitar and a saxophone. Sax was Ted Hefko. You also may know him. I do know Ted Hefko, yeah. So we had a killer band. And that was the early days of Spotted Cat. And we used to just have people bouncing off the walls. We had this happy hour going. And that was just really just an amazing time. Uh, I would say I still haven't really topped that as far as like I had a place to be every week. Mid-90s? That was, no, that was, that was. Sorry. Uh, late 90s, that was really okay. up to 2001, 2002. Okay, cool, cool. And that was uh, a great thing, but I was, you know, kind of doing the rock thing. Now, I run into Mark. I just saw Mark la- last week, and he's like, when are we going to do this, this, the, uh, the Miracle Pushers? You need to bring that back. And you told him, look, you can't go home again, Mark. There's, there's <laughs> no, it, it, oh, if we had a time machine, we could do this, you know. We all want to be uh, 35 <laughs> again, but... Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it's not crazy, gonna happen. man. Because I'm <laughs> well, still trying to do what I was set out to do in the first place. It's not too late, and and I, I'm I'm achieving it in different levels, you know. Yes. But it's kind of like that that sort of some there's you when you guys hear this CD, you'll see, you know, it's like some sort of funk rock stuff on there. There's some sort of uh, kind of samba bossa nova ish stuff, and there's some other stuff that's just just modern music. Nice. You know, so the, 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 the challenge is really having a band that can, you know, shift that many gears, you know. Sure. Well, that's one of the challenges. The other challenge is um, getting someone to care about it because <laughs> yeah. it's so hard. And it's harder than ever to get the public to care about music in any sense. Right, Manny? Cause uh, I'm sorry, what are you saying? It's true. <laughs> exactly. It's no, true. I, I mean, as far as New York, this was made in New York, by the okay. way, on my second stint. I just moved. I went back with my second wife, and we uh, stayed up there for 11 years. 11 uh, years? Yeah. Good long so, uh, Brooklyn again? So what were you doing in, in, in New York for 11 years? That's a question I had from my notes. Yeah. So, uh, well, one of them is making this CD. Okay. Uh, Took you 11 years? <laughs> <laughs> it's very carefully made. It's, it's, he's uh, really taking his time. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, uh, we'll get to. The I see. Time. There's eleven tracks on it, so it's like one one track a year or something. That's right. <laughs> you're, you're a man for details. I see that. Um, yeah, uh, I was doing a lot of things. I was working in the schools. You know, I, I just completed really like thirty years of working in schools. Well, you've. That's what I was going to say. You you left all that part out. You used to teach in public schools in New Orleans. I've taught in public schools. I've taught like elective classes and you know music. You taught in I've elementary taught, schools, right? A lot. I've taught uh, about Brazil. I've taught songwriting classes. In elementary schools. To, to in elementary schools, in junior highs. Uh, now in they, New York, you, I was in the schools, too. I was, a, I was a parent liaison. I dealt with people, you know, worried about their kids and what's happening and kind of wow. going between the teacher and the family and working those kind of details out. See, um, uh, Blake, I'm a middleman, man. That's one of my now, things. I'm a mediator. I'm a, I'm a you know, a translator. Well, I'm that, that middle guy. See, Blake, so you we, always make a commission, basically, right? As yeah, a yeah, man. yeah, yeah. As a middleman. Well, oh, yeah. Well, everybody's got to be paid for their services. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, school system, stupid. New Orleans versus Brooklyn school system. You know, uh, way more money in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Be. Well, I worked in the basic, in the regular school system there, and you know the benefits and everything. It was, it was a wonderful thing. You know, I came back here and worked in the charter system. And okay, so you uh, man, I had enough of that. I worked five years here. I was yeah. I was managing an after school program. Where? Um, here in the city. Okay, that's yeah, close. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we get it. No, it's, uh, yeah, the the, the uh, name shall shall Don't get me started. One of yeah, these yeah. chains. Yeah. And right, uh, right. I I know which one. I'm not even getting gonna guess. I know it. We all know which the, which one. Uh, but so. uh, it was. Uh, I'm I'm really. Uh, that's a sad situation. I'm really unhappy about this yeah, whole charter it's tough, takeover. Man, it's tough, you know. You know, run by people who wouldn't send their own kids to these schools. Yes. But I'm sitting here paying for my daughter to go to school because we've tried these different schools and right. man, the, the issues are, I, so you know, tough, that's a whole other program we can where do. do you, where, where do you live now in New Orleans? I live right now in the Bywater. Okay, so you're in the Bywater. So I'm rich, yeah. Or what, what, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Rich and experienced. Rich have, and experienced. I'm just a, lucky. I, I really, I can't. I can't, honestly, yeah. I can't afford to live there, but I'm lucky. I, I fell into some circumstances. Well, what, what, you're lucky for your whole life. Come on, Blake. my whole you life. Know, it's I had you're somebody one of those tell people me. that that is blessed as have I been, as is Manny Chevrolet. You know, it's like Manny, I appreciate you saying it, man. Manny, and, Manny's and I, I, waving me off. Yeah. He says he's not blessed. Come as on. hard as life is. Come on, Manny. <laughs> no, I'm not blessed. You're what did she say, Blake? Yeah, my friend you, said it one time. You believe in a God, that's why. Well, no, yeah. just just luck. <laughs> just let it leave out blessed. Just the idea that we're you're fortunate. I am. I agree. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say Manny is. A Figure it out, Manny. You, you are, man. I, I, you know, you doing. You got a show like this. Could be a lot worse. You're drinking a fresh cocktail. That's what I'm saying. As hard as life is, because yes. I had a friend tell me, you know, years. This was a long time ago, decades. She was like, "You lead a charmed life." Yes. And you told her to go to hell. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> you. No. But I think, you know, ultimately it's true. Like, yeah, things seem to work out. And, you know, I've, a lot of the things I've wanted in life, I, I've gotten, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, it's still a struggle, man. Uh, you know. I, I, we'll get to the struggle. Bro. Living it, is uh, a war <laughs> on the streets of our nation. Well, yeah, Blake. yeah. Just Living is a war on the Indian reservation. I have to agree. Okay. It's a war. I have and to agree. I, that's how I get up every morning screaming that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's I, fucking hard out here. I'm, yeah, it's No tough. doubt. Yeah, it's For tough. For everybody. A crane could fall on this ring room right now. We wouldn't know it. 
Well, well, we, we would know it. Like, <laughs> well, we wouldn't. You wouldn't know it. The, yeah. the, the uh, troubled nation wouldn't know it. Yeah. You know, maybe you'd find out in hindsight. Yeah. You know, you, suddenly there would just be the, the feed would go dead, you know. Right. But uh, it would be exciting. Be very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. So, for so, you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't, for the listening public. So, anyway, Blake, so you spend all this time up there, and during that time, you're doing some busking as well. You're, uh, Me and Ted Hefko. Okay. We used to back play. Back to Ted Hefko. Okay. Back to Ted Hefko. Always, always back to Ted. He happened right. to move to New York. We were in New York around I the like same Ted, time. By the way, just you know. Love him. Yeah. We were we we were in New York at the same time. Why did you have to say that? Is there something between you and Ted? You just had to say you like Ted. Shouldn't we already know that you like Ted? Sure, Manny. People might wonder. <laughs> anyway, okay. We used to we played we played on the cars. So we step in, me but with the guitar. But my wife said, wait, not on the cars. I said, no, it's not India. No, not on top of the cars. <laughs> in, in the cars. In the yes, cars. Cool. Step in, him with the sax, me with the guitar. We kind of suss out the crowd. All right, do we give him Stevie Wonder? Do we give him Bob Marley? Do we give him Bert the Bacharach. funny thing? Okay. Burt Bacharach. How did you know? Because I fucking read the, I do my research, man. There you go. Uh, we would give him uh, what was it? What is the damn song? Uh, what the world needs now? Not unusual to oh, be that's loved Tom by Jones. anyone. Yeah, Tom Jones. That's Tom Jones. But we had some Burt Bacharach songs too. I can't think of, but that's it's sort of Bacharach-ish. Isn't that a Leslie Brickus song? Possibly. That's a good call. Not unusual. Good call. That's you a good know. call, Manny. But basically, we suss out the crowd and see what what they probably would like right. more. Walk and on by, perhaps. That's, we used to a, do. That's a Burback rack. We song. used to do "Walk on By." <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, okay. that's that's in my book. "Walk yeah, on yeah. By." Yeah. Uh, Classic. We do "I Wish," Stevie Wonder. We do. Nice. Uh, what was this, the uh, Bob song? But anyway, that was a great experience. <laughs> playing for people who didn't necessarily want to hear any music. Right. You know, New you Yorkers, they're kind of like, okay, yeah. I'm on my way. I'm trying to read my, they're my book. They're very guarded. What are these motherfuckers the want to do right now? Out in the nation that don't understand New Yorkers, they're very, <laughs> they can be very guarded. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, with good reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're dealing with a lot. And, yeah. and sometimes it is crazy people and bullshit, yeah. so you, you know, you got to be ready. But, uh, yeah, that was a great, really kind of, just like New York in general, it's kind of a boot camp type thing. You know, you mm-hmm. get trained for... You can deal with anything after that. And, right. you know, delivering good music and being, uh, you know, validated when you, you step on a car and it's like you see them all and then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're snapping. Or it's like, hey, you surprised me with it's not unusual or whatever. And they're laughing and, <laughs> right, you right, know, they right, tip right. you and you're yeah. moving on to the next car. And we, we did that, you know, for a season because mm-hmm. uh, some guy, a Brazilian guy, he was like, man, we're making like 300 a day doing this. And he was lying. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it was a great experience. I would do it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, because of could what we get, learned. Could you do that down here? Um, well, the, the, the one thing, the cars, the subway, the, the massive right. number of people, yeah. you know, and the numbers game becomes a thing. I'm, I'm actually considering, you know, doing some busking here. I haven't done it in a while. I used to do a, back in the early days of the freeze man, when people freeze and stuff, uh, I I uh, I used to put on a sort of a quote unquote costume, put a lot of exotic instruments around me. Uh, I actually spent some time in Thailand too. We didn't talk about that, but I had some instruments from Thailand. Back to the lady boys. Okay, no, we got <laughs> <laughs> bring it all back around. Okay. And I would I would freeze, and then when people tip me, I'd pick up one of the instruments and play some. Okay, Berimbau, 
you know, this See, tie that's what I'm I was waiting. I was just waiting for you to say that because I think that you need to get back to the Baron Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Because nobody's playing that in New Orleans. Have have you have you seen? I have not. And seen. my hero okay. passed away. One of the first people who I, Paul who Sanchez got into <laughs> <laughs> still with us. Still not with us. Paul Sanchez. Still, Sorry, still with yeah. us. Nana Vasconcelos. Okay, is one of the first guys. I got into the ECM record label, and yes, Paul. I mean, Paul. Got me on fucking Paul Sanchez. Excuse me, Nana Vasconcelos. Yeah. Okay. Was a master at the Berenbau, and he just passed away a couple of years ago. And that's the first thing he and the other the guitarist uh, Egberto Gismonti. They had some like some duet albums, and that was the first. That was my first window into Brazil before I got into the popular music. They were on the ECM, yeah. And uh, once I heard some of the popular music by Javan, especially among other people like Gilberto Gil and mm-hmm. Caetano Veloso. Uh, then I was like, you know what? I got to see what's happening at this place in yeah. this Brazil because this music is really something else. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, maybe I should, you know, in homage to Nana, uh, get the Berenbau back out. Man, it's, it's hanging on the wall in my in my music space at home. It's it's it's, it's mocking you from across the room. Okay, if you don't realize <laughs> that's so how instruments. This do. instrument reminds what now? What's what's a um, what do they call that? Uh, a Furman? What, what is that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the ball, the electric thing. When, whoo, yeah, yeah. Theremin. I got a friend in Theremin. New York. Theremin. Theremin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a friend Sounds in New York. A lot, that, no, it's, no. It's, this is totally acoustic. It's this totally is totally acoustic, handmade but, sound. Okay, but does it... Okay, the theremin, though. Theremin is, is electronic. And so we saw Manny did a... Uh, Manny hosted a, a gong show a couple of weeks ago. Right, for his yeah. Birthday. Uh, yeah. And there's someone that got up and played the theremin pretty well. Yeah. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well. It's totally different from that. Um, okay. But it ha- what it has it, in common... It seems like it's... A, yeah. It, what it has ahead. in common is it has a, an atonal quality to it. Now, mm. people, like there was a great theremin uh, virtuoso, the woman, I can't remember her name. Okay. She's a great okay. singer. And, but she could play theremin like a great opera singer. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I got a buddy in New York that played I'll, it I'll in some bands I'll never think of her name. Too. Um, Lola was her name. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's as good a guess as any, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so so the, but the the Berenbau, it, it 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 does have it's just so foreign to anything we've seen in New Orleans, and we think we've seen everything exotic in New Orleans, yeah. but you haven't seen this. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I, I don't see it much. Like you see Indian it at the Capoeira thing. Like, yeah, it is. It's kind of it sends you into sort of a, a Oriental, you know, mystical realm. Uh, you know, could you make one? Yes. Yes, he could. I could. I could. Because yeah. we had a guest a few shows back who makes his own accordions, right? What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's, uh, Andre Michaud. Mm, he's, uh, yeah, he's a Grammy winner. He's with the, uh, the Lost Bayou Ramblers. Oh, okay. Okay. These guys are fucking fantastic. And he's the quiet brother. I think I'm going to play. And I think we're on the same show this Saturday. The Lost Bayou Ramblers. Those guys are fucking great. So those guys are like the the Cajun Pogues, okay? In fact, they're, they have such an affinity for the Pogues that Spider mm. Stacy from the Pogues plays with them. Whoa. 
And why uh, haven't we got him on the show? Well, because you know we 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 only have so much. I mean, we'll get him. You know, today, yeah. So we just have by, to keep doing them. Um, no, lost by your ramblers. Right? Well, well, tell, where, where, tell they're the headliners this Saturday at the Forestival. Yes, on the, the West Festival. Bank. Yes. Now this well, show will I'm, I'm not come out early. in time, so okay, this will be well. after it come out. But I'm going to be there, so my wife is going to be there. Small world. I'm early. I'm going on at like 11:30. Right on. So you have to go and and see those guys, and you have to go and talk to the accordion player who he can, he built an accordion. He, he, he not he, built one. He, he studied with he he he's an accordion player, but then he started studying with the guy who was like the. 65-year-old, like the last guy that built, built uh, Cajun accordions wow. and studied with him and got him to teach him everything about building Cajun accordions. So now Andre has Misho accordions, who he wow. builds from scratch, that you can go on YouTube and see him building this shit on a, like a table saw. And he, he, he does a lot of posty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you do a lot of posty, is my <laughs> oh, impression. Yeah, I'm, 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 after this show, I want to do it. Yeah, man. you got to. You know, thank you so much for being here. Man, You're such thank a Thank you prince, for having man. me. And I think Blake Just, is one of those guests that we need a part two with him. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, yeah. I am fucking down. Yeah, we need but a part We haven't two. even touched on because yeah, Blake on. is one of those guys that... On his now, acting career, I haven't even touched on his acting career. Yeah, look, because you were a porno star, right? For about eight not yet. Years. No, I think uh. about that sometimes, <laughs> and I think maybe there's still a chance for me. You know, you know, the gray fox. I actually had Blake act in a uh, uh, a uh, porno of yours. Uh, not a porno. No. Mine, right, you're was, saying that what? What super what eight? Happened? So remember, uh, Scott Ploche and I did this this film that that Scott who's been in the film industry for 30 years since then. But okay. we did this thing at my house. And I said, would you play this guy who comes up to my house and is trying to sell me some shit? And, it, and you, I you were trying yes. to sell me a bunch. You said, yes, that's the first <laughs> thing that, you, that everybody has to say as a performer is yes. Okay, we're trying to get it's to It yes. sounds familiar. Right. You know, it's funny how, you know, memories and, and it's like. And uh, so I had a, a whole bunch of uh, pipes that I, that I had inherited with this house that I bought in Bienville uh -huh. Street. Uh -huh. And it's, it's all like silent film acting. And, huh. and and you're you're uh, you show up as a salesman at my house, and you're showing wow. me these these. He doesn't pipes. remember this at all. Vaguely, it's like the story sounds for me, but I don't have any specific like you vision. Show, of you're like, showing me these. I was thinking about this today, about because I was thinking about you and you know your your talent, and and you were so good. You were so much better than I was. It was I was. You the still only you got video? This still I is. I, I want to see this shit. <laughs> That's so funny. And and you're 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 like doing this chaplain routine like off the fucking top of your head man it's crazy uh, anyway, oh man anyway, anyway well I'm down for part two because uh, number one I I, I, I oh, checked, the 100th episode I listened to some of you guys episodes I like this show and I'm glad to be one of your guests I really appreciate it because I uh, you know I gotta pee like the coolie dams so, so, so Blake we're gonna cut to the chase and we say uh, trouble never ends but the struggle continues good night Amen. Good evening, passengers. Welcome aboard. I'm your conductor. Here's what we're in for. My cousin got me this job. I do the best I can. I drive you crazy. Before you understand, he owns a company. He made the wheels on this train. He made the headphones wrapped around your brain. I'm so connected to sick. I own a piece of the sky. You're lucky you're in my hand. You see it in my eye. This 
Everything but it's a clue 